The Tennis Gambling Podcast on the Sports Game Podcast in Eric is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk free bet up to $500 over at sportsgamepodcast.com slash Bet Rivers, sportsgamepodcast.com slash Bet Rivers. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Game Podcast Network. It is currently early Friday morning, December 1st, and I'm your host, always, Scott Rochelle, once again, going solo for this podcast. Should be a fun episode, a bit short, though, because we only have two matches to talk about. It is semifinal time in the next-gen ATP Finals, so we're going to cover both those matches. Then, of course, we're back once again for the final into this event, and that'll be the last episode of the calendar year. But either way, before we get into any of the actual previews of those two semifinal matches, do want to recap what happened last episode, as well as what happened in the overall group stage. So starting off with the lock and dog picks, ended up going one and one. Did win the lock with Vanasha over his games on the team total, which got there, as he did win, but I thought he would not win in straight sets, because pretty much every match he does win involves him not winning in straight sets. That's what happened as he ended up losing a set to Shelby, but he ended up winning in four sets. So he got the job done for us as he went over the team total. As for the dog, a bit of a heartbreaker there. Had the over six and a half games, or in other words, first set tiebreak. And unfortunately, that ended up losing. Mickelson and Majedovic had tiebreakers in every single set, except for the first set. And that's the only set we bet on, so that's especially rough. But either way, ended up picking up a pretty rough beat there with the loss, but ended up splitting. I look for a sweep here in the Friday episode. So before we get into any of the actual previews, once again, I am going to talk about the group stage quickly to remind everybody what happened. Overall, Phil's group was pretty underwhelming for the most part. Phil's dominated most of the way through, and he did not lose a match. But besides that, Stricker made it through in second place in that group despite having a losing record. So that tells you how bad the rest of the group actually was. It was extremely chaotic between the bottom three guys, but Phil's dominated, and he definitely looks like the favorite in this event. But to look at, for example, uh, Stricker's run, he ended up losing to Kaboli in four, beat Nardi in straight sets, and ended up losing to Phil's in four. I believe Stricker, based on the tiebreaker, had to win at least one set against Phil's, and he was automatically in. And he ended up winning the second set via tiebreak. So Phils and Stricker, the two guys that I thought would advance from that group, ended up advancing. And Phils did win the group, so cashed that outright. Now, as for the other group, that one was not great because, unfortunately, I said in the episode, if Majedovic wins the group, I'm going to be really annoyed because I've been a fan of his. And then I decided to kind of turn against him at the last minute because I wasn't a fan of his current form. And unfortunately, I took a bit of a prisoner of the moments, I'd say, stance on Mickelson, who was playing some good tennis in the challenger level. But unfortunately, Mickelson was really just uh, an underwhelming performer in this event, and he kind of flamed out. So to go through the actual path of Majevich so far, just to tell you how he did, he won every match. Now, he ended up beating Mickelson in... Five, like I said before, each match went to a breaker except for the set that we bet on. Beat Vanasha in four. That was an impressive win. And ended up beating Shelby in uh, four after losing the first set there. So Majedovic won the group. That was the one thing we got wrong. However, we did have Vanasha to advance out of that group. So we got three out of the four semifinalists right. Unfortunately, we did lean to Mickelson over Majedovic. But either way, three to four is not bad as long as Majedovic does not win the event. We should be relatively happy. But anyway, don't really have much more to add. I think the event itself is fine. 
it really feels kind of exhibition-y with all of the weird rules that I talked about in the last show. I still hate the first of four sets. Uh, the first two four games in a set wins the set. I think it's a really dumb way to shorten the overall matches. All these players are basically 20 years old. Let them play a little bit. It's the final event of the year for them and for really the entire ATP calendar year. So why would you try to abbreviate the amount of tennis per set? I don't really get it. I think that the no advantages are really stupid. I think that having a winner-take-all point at 40-40 is a really dumb way to once again solve who's the best next-gen player in the world based on this tournament. So I would personally get rid of the first to four. If you want to do two out of three sets instead of three out of five, that's fine. But the first to four is just stupid. And I also think that, once again, they should be changing just a couple of small things here or there, but I do think for the most part, it feels exhibition-y. I hate the no actual advantages with Deuce, which I think is the biggest issue that I have, but they I said in the last episode that they have been trying to shorten the serve clock, so that has definitely been I say noticeable to some degree. I mean, I never really complained about the serve clock being too long in the first place, but you have noticed that each point is being started up quicker, which I guess is the entire purpose, and hopefully you have enjoyed that. But for the sake of the event, to be honest, it's not really for me. I know that we're going to be betting on it, so of course I've still been paying attention to it, but I really don't like the format. The crowd atmosphere has been fine in Saudi Arabia, but I do think, once again, there are a couple of rules that need tinkering, and until that happens, I have a hard time viewing this as a serious event when the formatting is kind of unique and carnivalish, if you want to use that word. I just find it extremely goofy, and I think they need to address it. But anyway, time to actually get into the two matches taking place on Friday. Gonna start off with the first matchup. You have two Frenchmen going at it. You have Phils taking on Vanasha. Now, Phils is a massive favorite of a minus 300. You have Vanasha at about plus 250. Phils minus three and a half games is minus 120. And the over-under in this match is at 23 and a half. The over is minus 120, and the under is even money. Now, a reminder, in the last episode, we didn't have many books that actually offered lines on this particular tournament. So we are going to have to kind of dig and use whatever we have available to us. So to go through the overall form of these players, once again, Phils has been very good. He got taken to the brink in the first matchup as he had to go five against Nardi. But since then, he's been pretty good. Ended up beating Kaboli in straight sets. Ended up beating Stricker in four. He's looked very good. I think he's looked like the best player in terms of talent at this event. Now, Vanasha has been fine, too. He went two and one. Beat Shelbane four. Lost to Majedovic in four. And ended up beating Mickelson in five, courtesy of a final set tiebreak. So simply put, I do think that Phil's is the better player. And I do think that Phil should win. The problem is minus 300 is a pretty steep line especially when you're using a weird format like this tournament is using. So I do think that if I was going to take Phil's, the question is, do I think he's going to win in straight sets? And I did mention before, Vanasha has done a very good job of winning at least one set, or I should say at least forcing himself into a fourth or a fifth set. I mentioned it in his past two out of three matches. He seems to always leave the match without being empty-handed because he'll either win a set or he'll allow his opponent to win a set and he's going distance. But the point is, for the sake of this match, I do think Phil should win. Do I think, once again, you're looking at the current total games here? Uh, Phil's is at 12.5. The over is minus 125 on the team total, and the under is minus 110. Vanasha, though, the over 10.5 is minus 125, and the under 10.5 is minus 110. I don't think Vanasha is going to get steamrolled, but I do think he's going to lose the match. So I do think, looking at the actual math involved, 
he has been hit using some more firepower than I expected, though, Van Asha. So I think he can definitely win a set in this match. But I think the safer approach that I'm going to take is Phil's over two and a half breaks of serve at minus 138. Van Asha's not a great server. I do think that Phil's can definitely break him, especially with each deuce being a break point. So you can make an argument that Phil's can make the match quite interesting. Van Asha's second serve isn't great. Phil's a good returner. I think my favorite play based on a prop would probably be Phil's over two and a half breaks at minus 138. For the sake of the actual match, though, I think Phil's is going to win probably in four. So I guess based on that, I'm going to go with Phil's team total over 12 and a half games. That way, if he wins and Vanasha wins a set, then you win automatically. And you also do have a shot that Phil's, I can't say automatically, but Phil's is not going to lose a set 4-0. But you can also win it if Phil's loses in five. It's a war and next thing you know, ends up getting there. So give me Phil's team total over 12 and a half games as my main play in this match. But I do think eventually you will see Phil separate himself from Vanasha. You might see him lose one of the first two sets. I think Phil's going to cruise after that, but I do think he'll eventually go over this team total number of 12 and a half. Moving on to the next match, you have a battle between two big servers, and the total reflects it because this total is at 25. And the over-under is currently a minus 110 on both sides. Now, Majedovic is the favorite at minus 130 on the money line. Stricker is about plus 110 on the money line the other way. As for the game spread, Majedovic minus 1.5 games is plus 100. And Stricker plus 1.5 games is minus 120. So to go through the actual history in the head-to-head between these players, if they have any, to go through the history, they have none. So nothing really to work with there. But I didn't mention before, Van Asha did beat Phil's in... A clay event a couple of years ago, so that really doesn't mean anything. I think it was actually juniors in the French Open, I think, back in 2018. No, it was a 2021, but it was juniors, so doesn't mean anything. Different players, different surface, doesn't really matter to me. Now, Majedovic, looking at the actual uh, path once again, he's been in good form, ended up beating the likes of Nicholson in five, beat Vanasha in four, and beat Shelbe in four. As for Stricker, a bit uh, more hit or miss, uh, ended up losing to Kaboli in four, beat Nardi in straight sets, ended up losing to Phils in four. No shame in that. Phils the best player here, so going to four there when you need to win a set in order to advance is definitely a decent showing. But I think Majedovic is the better player based on current form. It just feels like Majedovic does a better job of limiting the unforced errors from the forehand and backhand side. Stricker's a crafty player with his lefty forehand and his net skills, but the serve hasn't been as dominant as I thought it was going to be. And that's, as a result, we have seen him struggle on occasions in longer rallies. I do think Majedovic is going to win, but I do think it's going to be a war. I can definitely see either four or five sets, but with Majedovic not winning any of the three matches that he won in the group stage in a straight sets, I do think that you're looking at what can be a marathon, definitely a couple of breakers. I think you're going to see potentially all breakers in this match, but the 40-40 eliminates some of the possibilities of getting all breakers because every one of those is a winner-take-all point. So for me, I am going to go with the pretty same exact script uh, with the Phil's match. Give me the favorite, but I am going to go with the team total over 12 and a half games at minus 125. Simply put, I think Majedovic is the better player, or at least he's in better form. And I do think that him losing a set while also winning the match is definitely the way to go. And you could also still win if you get the five set marathon and Stricker does get across the finish line. You're probably going to get a decent amount of four threes in there. So if you are looking at Majedovic should be on the wrong side of those. If he wins two sets, that's eight games right there. You sprinkle in a couple of four threes or a four three and a four two, and you go over. So I do think that 12 and a half games for the team total is too short since I am expecting each player to win a set. And you are looking at the actual total in this match. 25. Yes, it is possible to get there with only there being... Actually, no, it's not because it's 
you get the max you can get is seven. So based on the total, the total's at 25. So you basically have to get four sets or five. And yet, Majedovic to go over the team total is 12 and a half, which I just think is too low of a number based on where this total is located for the full match. So for me, give me Majedovic, who I think is going to win, but there is an out if he does not win. And I am going to go with Majedovic team total over 12 and a half games as my main play in that match. That's going to wrap it up, though, for the two semifinal matches. Told you it was going to be a short episode, but now we got to get into our favorite picks in the Lock and Dog segment. But for any of that, kind of a quick word from our sponsor. We're brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is available now in over 14 states, plus Ontario, Canada. Bet Rivers is some of the best live betting markets in the space. Their betting menu is second to none, including a ton of props. And depositing and withdrawing is super easy on Bet Rivers. Sign up using our link to get a risk-free bet of $500. Just go to sportscampockets.com slash betrivers, sportscampockets.com slash betrivers. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little money over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, remember to use the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary uh, parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com or use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the two semifinal matches in the ETP Next Gen Finals. Now it's time for the actual lock and dog picks. Starting off with the lock, I am going to go back to the last match I mentioned between Majedovic and Stricker, and I am going to go with Majedovic team total over 12 and a half games at minus 125. Simply put, both players are good at serving, and I think you're going to see a decent amount of tiebreakers in this match, but I do think that Stricker is not going to leave empty-handed. The odds suggest that Majedovic is probably going to win, but definitely it is more up in the air than the other semifinal. I see Majedovic having a couple of tricky situations. Maybe Stricker breaks through and ends up winning the set and potentially the match, but I do think there's a couple ways to get there. Either Majedovic wins in four, and he goes over this number, or he loses in five in a war, but there's a decent amount of tiebreakers and he goes over anyway. So a couple ways to get there, and what should be a pretty even match, I think Majedovic should be slightly favored as the line suggests. I think it's a pretty fair line, but give me Majedovic team total over 12.5 games, a minus 125 as my lock. For my dog, I am going to go with a same-game parlay. I'm going to go with the first match between Vanasha and Phils. I'm going to go with Phils money line and the over, 22.5 games, and that two-pick pays out of plus 137. Simply put, I think Phils is going to win. I think he's the better player, and I do think that he has enough firepower to make life difficult for Vanasha. However, Vanasha is definitely not going to leave empty-handed based on how he's been performing lately. He seems to always find himself in a spot where he splits the first two sets 
and suddenly there's a war on your hands. But I do think that Phils is going to win because he has enough talent to wear down Vanasha. But I'm not going to pick Phils to steamroll him 3 nothing. I think Vanasha ends up stealing a set, maybe in a breaker, but I do think that Phils eventually gets it done. So give me the Phils money line parlayed with the over 22.5 games in the match, and that's going to pay out a plus 137. That's going to wrap it up, though, for this episode. We'll back once again for the final end of this event. Until then, though, find me on Twitter at Ray Show Radio. Find me on the NBA podcast. Find me on the MLB podcast, the NFL gambling podcast. Get the point. Until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.